The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to Psalm 101, we're looking today at the resolve of a king or a king's choice to do right. Would to God the leaders within our land here in America would read this psalm, consider these words, and adjust their lives according to the scriptures. First a word of prayer, and then we'll look through this psalm and look at the heart of King David. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the grace of God, for the word of Christ, for the blood of the Lamb shed on Calvary's tree. Help us in the preaching time now. Strengthen the saints. Encourage their hearts, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. With our Bibles open then to Psalm 101, We see in verses 1, 2, and 3 a resolve concerning that which is private. A king is of no good in the public realm if he is rotten in the private realm. But then verses 4 through the end of the psalm, we find a resolve concerning that which is public. Let me read the first three verses, follow along. And we'll look at the exposition together. I will sing of mercy and judgment. Unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside it shall not cleave to me. In this psalm, we find the choice of King David to do that which is right before the Lord and before the land over which he has been placed. It is a king's resolve 
and worthy of any and all world rulers' imitation. Now this first section of the psalm reveals the psalmist's personal or private resolve. This is how he would conduct himself behind the closed doors of his house as the king. We see in verse 1, personal praise. Verse 2, personal piety. Verse 3, personal purity. Back to personal praise. First of all, the nature of God is remembered. I will sing of mercy and judgment. Unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. David says, I will sing of mercy and judgment. That is, his remembrance of the nature of God. The verses within the songs of David are always balanced. He sings of mercy, yet he sings of judgment. He recognizes the goodness and the severity of God. He remembers that God is holy and that his view of the Lord is according to God's written record as contained in the perfect law. The Lord is both merciful and righteous. He is long-suffering, yet will by no means clear the guilty. Think back to Exodus 34 and verse 7. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. Thus David, as a ruler, would remember God's nature, he would sing of mercy, he would sing of judgment, and within the land, under his rule, mercy and judgment would both be executed. But then the name of God is reverenced. He goes on to say, Unto thee, O Lord, will I sing the name of the Lord God Jehovah, his name through which he chose to reveal himself to mankind and then identify himself with men and enter into a covenant relationship with them. This is a recognition of God's faithfulness as concerning his own people his own promises, and his own name. The king of Israel, the psalmist David, he would praise the Lord in song. Balanced and right would his song be, and he would give reverence and honor and glory unto the Lord Jehovah. But from personal praise sprang a personal piety. If you'll consider the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, piety in principle is a compound of veneration or deep respect or reverence of the supreme being that would be the Lord and love of his character or veneration accompanied with love. That is piety in principle. But then piety in practice. It is the exercise of these affections in obedience to God's will 
and devotion to God's service. David shows piety within his own heart. Verse number two, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O when wilt thou come unto me? The emphasis here is placed upon his behavior before the Lord. There is piety through purpose. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. David, just like Daniel, purposed in his heart. But then there is piety through prayer. O when wilt thou come unto me? David desired the presence of God within his heart and within his home as the ruling king of Israel. He longed for fellowship with the true king of Israel, even with the Lord God Jehovah, and he prays. Yes, he desires and he requests, O when, Lord, wilt thou come unto me? But piety within his own heart would lead to piety within his own home. He says again in verse 2, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Whereas before we saw his behavior before God, now we see his behavior behind closed doors. There should not be a difference in our behavior when in the public realm than in the private realm. There should be purity of heart and purity of mind and purity of life when no one but God is looking. Here is a true heart and a true desire to be right in the sight of God. And David proclaims, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Personal praise led to personal piety, which leads to personal purity. The king gives in verse 3 a bold declaration to stand in holiness and separate himself from evil within and without. First, he would separate himself from idolatry. Look to verse 3. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. Here is a word which promises his eyes to be for the worship and ways of Jehovah God alone. Those wicked things of Belial, yea, anything and everything which stood in opposition to God and his holiness would not enter or be allowed to remain in King David's sight. He would separate himself from idolatry, but then he would separate himself from immorality. Verse 3 again, I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. Yes, David had a personal resolve, and he would do that which is right within his heart and within his home. But then he had a public resolve, verses 4 through 8. Notice in verses 4 through 7, he would rule in righteousness. He says in verse 4, A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Here is the associations of the kingdom. Righteous men will not associate with perverse men. Then in verse 5, he says, Him that hath an high look and a proud heart, 
will not I suffer. Righteous men will not associate with proud men. But then the attention of the kingdom. Notice mine eyes, verse 6. My sight, verse 7. The king in verse 6 says, Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land. Verse 7, He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. David as king would look to the faithful in verse 6. He would look to the truthful of the land in verse 7. Not only would he rule in righteousness, but he would rule with retribution for the land's sake and the Lord's sake. Verse 8, I will early destroy all the wicked of the land that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Oh, that our rulers within our lands would rule according to this psalm, that they would each one give themselves to the true and only King of Kings and learn from him to rule in righteousness and then recognize and remember that a king's right to rule or a president or prime minister must first be evidenced within his own heart. If a man cannot rule his own spirit and maintain his own steps before the Lord, how shall he take care of a nation, a province, a state, a community, a city, a country? Oh, if God would turn the heart of Mr. Joe Biden, that he would be born again and be a ruler of righteousness, looking to the faithful of the land. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmark. Cooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.